Michael is telling, Jim Dry Creek, call Emily and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons paper podcast. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is my co-host Brian Sittler. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I uh, felt so good. I felt like saying it twice or three times. And and worthy of an extra introduction because today is an important day here at the People Persons Paper Podcast because we once again have a special guest. It's momentous. After a few weeks riding I, solo, I feel I feel I feel fulfilled having a guest. Yeah, we got the three mics going. Happy. We got room. We've got all our recording stuff set up. We even tested to make sure the audio did well so we won't have to make you record again. We did that to our... You're our, welcome. Yeah. Poor Tom King had to come and do an episode <laughs> twice with us. We don't want you to be like him. If no. it had to happen to anyone, I'm glad it was Tom King. Me too. He was super cool about it, <laughs> He though. was very cool about it. Did a great job. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, but uh, we, we, we soldiered through. Yeah. This week, though, we are excited to welcome a Tulsa comedian, man about town, uh, probably the most popular guy in Tulsa. <laughs> Evan Hughes is with us. Hey, hey, popular. everybody! What's up? Yay for popular! It's good yeah. to be here with everybody. We're happy to have you here. And you have a special connection to our beloved uh, The Office because you are going to be opening up for actor, musician, comedian Creed Bratton when he comes through Tulsa. So uh, cool! This week, when this episode comes out, June sixth. So cool! At the Vanguard here in Tulsa. And it's also pretty cool that I've opened for him before, so I've actually yeah. already met him. So yeah, we don't have to just talk about like what that might be like i can tell you what it was like two years ago when yeah I did it. and you got to do That's that so and, cool. and so you got to go you're getting to go back again this week and what was it like working with him last time yeah dude it was um is someone that had never seen the office show i didn't have any of those kind of like starstruck feelings you know like if i was opening for um you know jason alexander you know is george yeah. on seinfeld mm-hmm. even if i'm trying to like suppress it I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude, that's fucking George. Absolutely. You know, like, I'd have all those feels. Yeah. But I didn't have any of that, so it was just sort of like, it was really cool for me just that it was such a packed out Vanguard show and that other people were so excited about it, got me excited about it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I mean, just, yeah. you know, you yeah. get excited. But, um, yeah, was it weird seeing other people's reactions, sort of seeing the looks on their faces? I don't know. Like, did you get to stick around and see his set? And yeah, I watched. I watched yeah. his whole set. Um, I actually, I went into the, like where they have the like the audio booth or where, like the, 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 sound, the sound yeah. booth. Yeah, yeah. Sound so board. I got like a a view of like the whole crowd. You know, like with him on stage, and um, I hung out with him a little bit in the back, like in the green room, and like his entourage. I guess this the people that were like traveling uh-huh. uh, with him. Yeah, and uh-huh. they were all they were all really cool. And um, nice. The only kind of real story of it that I have really was just kind of that um, because I didn't have that like holy shit that's Creed because I didn't have that I didn't even like I was kind of on my phone a little bit and I didn't even like really try to engage him a lot and I was just gonna kind of let him leave at the end of the thing without ever like you know even getting a picture or anything and he was actually like he's like hey man you want to get a picture nice. and I was like awesome yeah and I was like oh I was like I was like you want a picture with me and he's like well you, you open for me man you want to get a picture you know and I was nice. like yeah. I was like yeah dude let's get a picture and I've actually I still have it on my phone and I've I've probably shown it to a hundred people so which is actually his idea. It's kind of weird that I had no. I would have. You let weren't going to bug him about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I, I never would have even had the picture. I'm the same way. Even with the people that, even when I get to be see my heroes, I I tend to be a little standoffish. The most is a quick handshake and a hello. I don't try to 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 in, in, encroach on their time. I never bug for pictures, and that's partially just me. I'm a little little awkward sometimes in those situations, but also I figure like. They get that so often. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who's not going to need that. I'm just excited about the experience, so I'm not going to bug them. You know, let, mm-hmm. let that go for all the people that really are. So I, I think I'm, you and I share a mindset there where it's not always a big deal. You yeah. got to do it. You got to hang out and do a great Vanguard show. You got to open for this guy who you knew was great. And it, was he great on stage? I mean, did you enjoy the show? Yeah, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and I don't know you know, if everybody knows what his act is like. I've tried to explain it to people before. Basically... He's done music in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he's got the music uh, career. So, he goes up there with the guitar, and he got laughs. It just wasn't like 
traditional stand-up comedy. It's as much a music show as it is a comedy. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mixture. Yeah, he's like, here's a song, and he plays a song. Kind you of know. a variety show. Well, and that's, that's his thing. Sort of, is yeah. He was in the band The Grassroots in the 70s, uh, and then uh, well, before The Office, I don't 60s. know that he had it to the 60s. Yeah, excuse the 60s, me. Yeah. I don't know that he had a bunch of TV credit before The Office came along. Not, none that I'm aware of. So I think really music may be his first love, you know? So, I so, think it was, too. But to work in comedy, I know. I don't know, did he, did he do, he's got a song now that he sings that's sort of to the tune of The Office. Do you oh. know if he did that two years ago? Yeah, I think I, I would I would think because I, I kind of remember a reaction that yeah. made me think, uh, even not having heard the show, I was like, oh, this must be one of those th- insidery things. Yeah. But um, it's interesting because I think that he, you know, he knows how many people are there to see the office character, yeah. Creed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he kind of mixes like what he used to do with what he's doing now. He kind of gives people every, it's kind of a combination. So I feel like he kind of blends them together and kind of weaves it in and out of like one and the other. And I think he's just, he's got a cool show that people are into it. I mean, that yeah. was the kind of thing I, you know, maybe I feel bad saying this, but it's like, sometimes I'm like, you know, I wonder what, not every show is going to be huge, no matter what, just because a person's famous and the crowd isn't always going to, I've seen, big bands have audiences that were kind of bored for them, even if they all paid to see him. Right. And yeah. the, the way he had people the whole time kind of surprised me in a way. <laughs> right. Um, which is kind of a weird com- commentary on it. But he, I, I sincerely think that more people are going to be at his show coming back two years later, which is a testament to the show that he gave. Mm-hmm. I've seen way more interest on the event page. I've seen more hype. I've had more people asking about it. Really? Yeah. yeah. So nice. I think, you know, if he'd come in and people were just kind of like, oh, I went to see the office guy and it was just kind of, eh. yeah. you know, he either wouldn't come back or it would be less interest coming back or a smaller show. But I think people that went actually told people like, yeah, you, sh- you should see this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a testament to um, the fans of the show and how much, um, how much his character is is really liked? It's one of the it's a favorite of a lot of of Office fans. Yeah, and I'm a little I'm surprised that I hadn't heard that he he was here two years ago. I'm a little ashamed uh, not knowing about that because I would have been way I would have totally would have gone back then. But um, I'm glad I know about it now, and I'm glad we're going. And um, I'm glad you get open for him again. That should be. It should be a cool experience again. Yeah, thanks. That actually reminds me, you said that reminded me that um, I didn't know I was doing that show until two hours before the show. Oh, wow. I'd actually forgotten about that. I'd gotten booked for a Vanguard show coming up. Um, so he had, the owner had talked to the booker and I was confirmed for that. And um, there's another uh, an Arkansas comic named Raj Suresh sure. that yeah. was announced and was on the lineup for that show. Mm. And I guess at some point during their conversation about my future show and, and me in general, he was just like, Hey, let's, you know, let's throw him on this Raj show. If he if Raj show too, if he's available mm. and the owner messaged me and was like, Hey, you want to open for Creed tonight? Like that was like the whole text. And I saw it at like 4 PM or whatever for like the seven o'clock show. And I was like, Fuck yeah, <laughs> you know I'm there. Right. You know I didn't actually have any plans, but if I did, they would have been canceled. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, he's the man's a legend in my in my own mind. Yeah, and I think he 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 is a great singer songwriter too. So like he you is. said, there's going to be a lot of people who probably walked away from that great, show. Maybe they guy. knew him from one angle, but they got to see and enjoy him from more. And that's that's I think going to be a lot of the buzz for this show is they know he's funny, they know he's a yeah. great singer, they know he's just an interesting personality. Yeah, and the show itself continues to grow. I mean, the longer it's on Netflix streaming, we've seen in recent, the last two years, these office trivia nights have popped up. Brian, yes. you guys with yes. uh, with Michael Zampino, Cam yes. Porter, and Becky Zampino, all guests of the show. We dominated. Dominated. Almost came in dominated. second place. Yes. Uh, many, against many a tough teams. team. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, so I just think the show itself is growing too. So it should be a cool time. So Brian will be there and I will be there tomorrow to, to cheer you on and, yep. and to cheer Creed on. And, yeah, it's good. And uh, we'll... Uh, We'll have to see uh, what kind of crowd turns out. I, I bet it'll yeah. be big. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you guys, too, about The Office getting bigger. I've noticed those trivia nights and stuff like that. Right. It seems mm-hmm. like, in general, the show is, is bigger, more popular right now. Than it, it's, definitely endure- it's definitely endured. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off like that. Oh, no. um, but, I mean, it, I mean, with the talks of um, it coming back yep. to, to that TV reboot and chatter. some you know, reboot chatter in some form or fashion, nobody really knows yet. 
<clears throat> but it, it it definitely has it still has legs and plenty of people still love it. Obviously, we're doing this podcast. You yeah, know, we're right up top of the list. And I'm still meeting people who you know. So many people love that show. Uh, uh, my good friend Heather. Uh, when we met a couple weeks ago, first thing we started talking about was how we both love The Office. We both watch it on Netflix all the time. I've got a a Dundee. That I got thanks to my old buddy Steven gave it to me years ago, and that's on my desk at work. Sure enough, I get a text yesterday from one of the reporters up at my uh, my news network, and they said, you have a Dundee? And it's like, <laughs> best show ever, you know? So we're sending each other memes from the show. It, just, it has that longevity. It, it, mm. it, a lot of people just really connect to it because of the characters yeah. and Creed as that unpredictable, uh, offbeat, I mean, here, what, what is it? One of the things he talks about here is the fact we learn he knows Chinese. Yeah, and he's got some kind of history in and, Hong Kong. And he has friends in Hong Kong. Yeah, and 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 he he knows Chinese, even though apparently it's gibberish. Or, yeah, it's not. If you so, turn on the translator, yeah, you turn on the translator, or, or that's not. what that's 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 the one time where YouTube comments were great when somebody was like, "Oh, I know what I know Chinese," and I translated it, and it was just Nothing. straight up gibberish. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Not gibberish, just ridiculous. And it so, was it was totally that sort of almost stereotypical like like saying stuff like like ni hao yeah. like, like what you would maybe not even that appropriate yeah. to say you know right like, right but the, the finger point though at the end is what really gets me in the uh, end <laughs> yeah he's really his own character there's no other character like uh, him that I've seen in my limited uh, <clears throat> experience watching television that I could think of and we haven't had a, a ton of um, uh, episodes lately that we've been watching I should remind everyone uh, if this is your first time listening to the People Persons Paper podcast we. We are going chronologically By the way. through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. Today, we're actually going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 17, Dwight's Speech. We're in the home stretch of Season 2. Yeah, getting towards the end of Season 2. And, and this one had a, a decent amount of Creed. It did. We, I mean, it did have a decent amount of Creed. It had a decent amount of background characters. Yes. This is, that's what I liked about this episode. And not only was there a – we had our primary story, which was about Dwight being salesman of the year, won a cash prize, and got to give a speech at the, the regional gathering of yeah, some sort. Yeah, regional gathering. The biggest, the biggest honor you can get, uh, Northeast regional paper, paper salesman. Yeah. Do we have that whole – do you have that whole line by chance? That's the, such the, a great the line. Re- the yeah, highest honor. The highest uh, honor of uh, a top prize, a top salesman of the uh, – Gosh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, highest possible honor for Northeast mid-sized paper uh, regional salesman can attain. Fantastic. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. That's such a great – because, I mean, the amount of qualifiers in that sentence, just to point out, like, what a tiny honor for a tiny man in a tiny place in a tiny industry. It's really well done. And so many people – so many people uh, at, at, you know, at, the, at this convention as well. And we should say that um, – uh, this was so. This was your very first, um, yeah, first... experience watching The Office. Yeah, it was. Um, You'd never seen an episode before. I had never seen an episode before. Yeah, it, yeah. it was kind of. It was. I think it was what I thought first it was going to be yeah. based on what I'd heard about it over the years. Yeah, and I've worked in offices. Like I, I worked as a paralegal for in a couple different offices for a decade. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like. I was like, oh, this could be up my alley. There were things about it that surprised me. I feel like just watching one episode of any show, you can't really fully have a fully formed real yeah. opinion on it. I can confirm that for you on this one especially. That's, this is not correct. the strongest episode of the season. This Brian is, told it, me off off mic how much you don't love this season, do you, Brian? I no, I don't. Or this I love episode. episode, don't love this episode. Yeah, this great is, season. Great this season. is this is um this is definitely a lower lower tiered maybe. Maybe the lowest tiered, one of the lower tiered episodes of this season, which is a very strong season. Um, I would have, I would have more recommended you see last week's episode, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, only because I think um, this is a definitely a weaker um, episode for Michael, uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely this is sort of this is our harking back to. Um, this is a more of a first season kind of Michael. There is. So so yeah. this so this whole. U.S. Office is taking from the British version of the Office, you know, with Ricky Gervais and his uh, his character. So his character, uh, David Brent, in that show. I feel like this episode is more of uh, Steve Carell's Michael. It's more like his. It's more like David Brent. Both of way. them, as the managers, are are, are painted as really yeah. unlikable characters. Unlikable and um, yeah. racist, bigoted, selfish, narcissistic, uh, yes. greedy, yes, um, petty. 
Uh, and David Brent, and uh, the, the manager of the British office of, of um, uh, oh, what's uh, uh, so it, it, goodness me, I get the, the name yeah. of the company escapes me, but yes. they really paint him to be a terrible character. But that is the source of the humor. And and if yeah. you know the difference between British and American sitcoms, you know just the basic idea of what I'm talking about. There's a more of an awkwardness. There's more of a yeah. uncomfortableness yeah. that they can really do in that kind of writing that their audiences appreciate. Here, of course, things are a little softer. Yeah, a little and, more uh, yeah, and more likable or wanting their characters to be more likable, I think. And over the course of season two, even though Michael Scott, Steve Carell's character, is oftentimes unlikable, we see a, a, a wider range of qualities, yeah. many more that are appealing and endearing Be- to, to, to make us still like him for as awful as he is. In fact, I'll tell you, Evan, if you ever want to sit down and watch a season, uh, Brian, back me up, because I, I, I assume you're a busy guy. Like, I see you out and about. If you're not performing, you're supporting. You're probably one of the best supporters of local arts and local talent that I know in the Tulsa area. So I know that TV, you may not have the time for TV that you want, uh, but... Mm-hmm. Season two, mm-hmm. if you watched one season, mm-hmm. season two is probably the one to watch because you'll get that character development. You'll get the basic storylines because mm-hmm. you got a glimpse. You knew you knew right away. You're like, something's up with Jim and Pam. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, you know, yeah. uh, it, we something's see, up with Dwight and Angela. Yeah. The way we see Angela acting this episode, we know right. there's something going on there. Yes. Uh, Kelly and Ryan. There was mm-hmm. little moments. There, and I think really season two would be a chance for you to you could walk away from only watching that one season and say that you more or less know the characters. Yes. You know, in any conversation, you'd be fine. Yeah. So yeah, and it's a good season, much. you know. And it is, and it's a. It can be difficult just because there is. You do need to see to, to fully appreciate what's going on in the moment of a, of a given episode. You kind of have to see what's happened before, so you can get the full scope. Oh, this is why this is happening, or that that's why that's funny. Yeah. And so so on and so forth. Like so, Pam's planning her wedding. Our subplot this episode is Pam is now planning the wedding. Yes. Uh, Roy re-asked her. To marry him, yes. Uh, they'd already, they'd been engaged the entire show, but they've been engaged for y- years, years uh, and years, three or four episodes ago. Now they have a date, and they're finally going to be going forward. And Jim, who's been crushing on Pam the entire show, and we know Pam likes him too, yes. But she's got Roy. She's got this wedding to focus she's got on. A, she's got a commitment and engagement. She's going to honor that. Yeah. So uh, so now we see her planning the wedding, and of course yes, we do. We get a plot, a very generically born plot, or not mm. generic, uh, organically an organically born plot with Jim finding a reason to be away. During the yeah. wedding, the whole thing about his trip is him yeah. trying to find something that he should be doing. Right on the day when the girl he's falling for is getting married. That's right, and it's kind of a symptom. It's an early um, symptom of him sort of just running away from the problem. Yeah. Um, and he kind of uh, when he's talking about going on the trip, and he says, "I just want to be somewhere that's not here," mm-hmm. which is what he says when eventually, spoiler alert, um, he eventually will be. He does leave the Scranton branch and goes to another branch. And his whole reasoning behind that is because he wanted to be somewhere that was not here. Yeah. He just isn't – he can't be in Scranton if she's going to be there because right. the, he can't have her. He can't have her, and it was it's basically killing his soul. Yeah. <laughs> what, what surprised me about it, and I was – you guys kind of covered it, but yeah. the unlikability of the characters, that was something that as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I might – I might mention that, but I don't want to sound too negative, but then you guys brought it up that that was something that I didn't really know about the show was that they had built, there's all these kind of like everybody's wacky and everybody's kind of, uh, unlikable. And um, we saw that in a lot of characters. Yeah, and Dwight, especially in this episode, like you know, even Oscar (laughs) changing the thermostat, and maybe some people don't like it, but I don't care. I don't care. Which is so different, and I think that probably helped it with its success. Where you take a show and people might hate me for saying this, but you like you take Friends for example, they built in a lot of likable characters where people are like, oh, we like her, we like her, we like him, Mm -hmm. and it's like that was what TV was. Yeah. For a long time, that no one would try a show like that, where it's like, all right, you're not gonna like any of these people, you know, and it's just, and maybe that's why it worked. Yeah, yeah I, I'd absolutely say so. I say they have a lot of them have unlikable qualities, but they also have there's a charm to those qualities in a way that you can find hilarious or, um, you know, yeah, or not. I think I think, and I think that office setting helps too because it it gives us a, a focal point. Maybe not everyone's worked in an office, but most people have had a job, a place where you have to be, and you know. Uh, Steve that runs the fryer, if you're working fast food, you may not like him, right. but if you see him every day, you start to develop 
some kind of version of affinity for some them. Some kind of rapport, maybe. There's someone in your life who you see with, you rely on, you work with, you deal with on a, a, enough of a basis that they, they matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, they're going to affect your life one way or another. There, there's a great line. I, I bring up 30 Rock almost every episode because 30 Rock, just like The Office was my first binge-watching obsession show, 30 Rock is one that really resonates with me also. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you ever watch that with Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin? I... May, I may have seen like five minutes of 30 Rise. Nice. Well, yeah, that's another real good one that I like a lot. It's really sharp writing. And uh, one of the final episodes, Tina Fey talks to another character, and she says, she's talking about the fact that they worked together for so long, and now they're not going to. And she says, you know, working with you is hard, and you frustrated me. But because the, the brain isn't connected to the heart, I still love you. And I feel that way about some of coworkers. There's coworkers that I that just drive me nuts, but I love them. Right. You know, yeah. and I, you know, I'm glad to work with them. They do. It's great experience. But some days you just go home and you're like, oh, son of a, you know, well, it's kind of like a family environment in a yeah. way. And um, but that that's a sort of a, an overriding theme, too, with um, with Michael, Steve Carell's character. Um, he kind of looks at his at the whole office as his family. Yeah. And, um, you know, for better or for worse. And then sometimes he can become off as sentimental and endearing. But. In this episode, for instance, um, it comes off more as um, he's more boorish and um, uh, kind Cond- of oh, condescending. Condescending, he's so rude so to con- Yeah, yeah. He gets back down to this condescending and trying to, you know, being all braggadocious about how he killed, you know, two years in a row. He mentions that at least five times, I think, in the episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it only makes me laugh because it just becomes more ridiculous every time you keep saying it <laughs> to the camera. And we should say that, I don't know, you know, why why are they being filmed? Like, I don't know. I don't think we mentioned that in the whole premise of this is that there was a camera crew who decided to. There is a documentary. It's a documentary. So this, de- this is a documentary that's being made about an office, a, mid, a mid-level office paper, ply, paper supply company in Scranton. What? I think they found that that's a good way to kind of get audiences to connect with characters. Like MTV did that style for the real world oh, yeah. shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, just give them the quick interview face, face to face. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. it's, and it's, it's a very, there's a very good spinal tap vibe. I yeah. think, um, that the kind of, uh, that at least I connect with, I can see it. Maybe I'm projecting, but I, that's how I help. It helped me connect to this show and enjoy it because there's that, awkwardness and funny and it makes it seem more real and i think there is always something where if you if you if you can trick your brain into seeing something as more real you, you can get even deeper into it mm-hmm. you know it's the same way why uh modern gamers talk about immersion so much because they have the graphics and the sound and the systems to really make it to where it feels real you know oh, yeah and i think that matters a lot to people sure. that's why escape rooms are so popular because you think you're really trapped you know right There's... you can have a, a sense of fantasy yeah. uh, or a sense of other being Escaping your your true existence. You ever done an escape room to go off on a wild tangent? I have, yeah. We actually, it was like me and like seven other comics did one like a year ago or more. Cool. And um, I basically figured out nothing. Yeah? Yeah, I just kind of, I mean, it was so hard for me. But yeah. everybody else was just jumping ahead and we got done with plenty of time. Then we did another one the same night, a, a more difficult room, and the same thing happened. Nice. 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 I've done the games on my phone and those are hard enough, so I don't know if I could do it in real life. Yeah, there's a lot of math. And stuff like that. Oh, There's wow. always there going to be some kind of safe or something. You yeah, know. You, yeah, yeah. I, oh. I, I did one here in, in yeah. Tulsa, and it was it was pretty cool. Like we figured it out. Like, did you figure out anything we, specific? I did figure out a couple. I figured nice. out at least one or two things. Nice. And it was um it was like a work, you know, work uh, offsite team building kind of fun thing. Yeah. And we had a good time. Yeah, we actually did figure it out. It was kind of it was kind of freaky at times. Um, actually, I thought they really they did a good job. On the one, I'm glad we did the one that we did because there was a couple different rooms you could do. Yeah, and they, they all kind of have different different um, difficulty difficulty levels. And I like we, I think we had like a middle of the road one, and it was a cool setting, cool placement. And yeah, there was like some math having to do with it, and that we had, we definitely had somebody I think who did kind of just hovered around and. You know, it's not like they weren't participating, but they just wanted to know just, where to help. You I know? don't know, you know, which I, I kinda, imagine would be me. I like kind of, I, I kind of felt like I lucked into on a, a couple of things, just sort of. I don't know. I mean, it just kind of depends. But it's a, yeah, it, it was a good um, get out of your own headspace for a while, and yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. That's cool. I don't know. They should have done something like that. <laughs> There's one thing they could do if they brought it back. This this show, they could do a, a escape room episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But put, put, see, that's the kind of thing that, like, I'd love to see Michael's answer to an escape room. You know? Yeah. 
Mindy Kaling would tweet about that sometimes, the stuff that she would love to see Michael take on now. I know. You know which now. I think is, uh, would be fun. And the whole, um, I don't know, I guess social media was, was in full full force by the end of the show. but It was getting there. They didn't touch it on it too there. much. No, he was going to join the really dating did. site, the handle Kid Lover, Little Kid Lover. Little Kid Lover. <laughs> didn't know why that didn't seem wrong. <laughs> I want to throw out something else about the about the episode that I yeah. watched. Yeah. So I really didn't like Jim. Like the Jim and Pam yeah. thing because I just didn't really understand like, you know, he could just be happy for and I, I've always hated guys uh-huh. that have such a small world where it's like they're fixated someone on, in a tiny it's like there's so you can meet yeah. so many more people right. you're fixated on someone that has someone. It just kind of I was like, if there's anyone on the show that I really won't like it's probably him. It wasn't in general. It like wasn't his vibe. O- I didn't like. Yeah. It's like it wasn't overt, but there was definitely almost like a whining about the friend zone quality. It, it just, like, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna you're take right. a trip to avoid. I'm like, dude, yeah. I. Uh, he was yeah. totally being lame. It was a pitiful Jim episode. It yeah. was. He he kind of had run into a wall, didn't know what to do, and just. And the other guys were calling him out on it. Dwight they directly did. says to him, "You're not going anywhere." Ryan says, says the same thing. Great weekend in Philadelphia, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of it. Like you're not going to take a trip. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and he's like, you know, spinning the globe and just, you know, and it's sort of funny because Jim's sort of, um, he's kind of a focal point of the show and definitely meant to be, I think, sympathetic. But a lot of people, in hindsight, watching the show, have a lot of problems with him. There, and um, there is an increased sort of backlash against him, like uh, and them too. Like you know, people are like, why are they the, the the beloved characters? They're not the great relationship on the show, right? You know? Like the one year, uh, but then again, I think there's been an increased uh, sympathy towards Dwight's character because mm-hmm. so throughout the whole show, one of the main things is that Jim pranks Dwight. Yeah, constantly. we saw today with him passing off the Mussolini speeches as some kind of important oration for Dwight to use, which is ironic because evident because eventually that helps Dwight. It works. It, it totally works, works this time. Yeah. So it kind of backfires in a way. It's too bad Jim wasn't there to see it like that. And we saw that we saw that prank grow organically this episode because we really see the moment where Dwight calls Jim out on the not going out on the trip, mm-hmm. and you see Jim like he looks at the camera, <laughs> his brow furrows, and then instantly it's like, oh well, you didn't know I took speech in college. Here's some great speech. <laughs> Like, I mean, he was prepared. He clearly planned this ahead of time. Yeah, he had it. But that was mind. when he was like, oh, I'm going to totally get him. You yeah, know? right. And little did he know, he was, because God knows why, that the salesmen of Pennsylvania love speeches by Mussolini. <laughs> but, you know, the uh, people on the internet have talked about, and I think this is more or less what you're saying, is that in the end, Jim tried to fuck up Dwight just because Dwight's annoying. Yeah. You know? And you don't really get to do that. Right. Like, that's sort of a dick move. It is. Even though, like, at the sh- so at the start of the show, when Dwight's trying to, see, you know, looking at maybe getting TiVo or getting a uh, DVD burner, you know, the things that we really coveted back in 2005. Right. Uh, those are big, big items. Um, that's sort of trying to set up the annoying aspect of Dwight's personality. Yeah. And, and, and giving you sort of a... a a reason to go along with Jim's wanting to do a prank. That's kind of been a crux, definite, definitely been a crux of the show. Do you feel it worked? Not really. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I need to see more of the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you're right. You know, that's one thing I never really, what you were brought up about Jim sort of, you know, fixating on Pam and, and, you know, he could, you know, he's a young guy and he could, go out with other you know other girls and he does and there's another girl he went out with earlier in the show and yeah he just broke up with katie just broke up with the, he was dating amy adams amy adams who had a couple the show. of the small appearances well i think he i think he is a sympathetic character to a lot of men out there that that feel that way or are that dude in real life you know yeah. and then there's just a lot of people like me that are like oh i hate that dude yeah, yeah. you know so i'm just letting you guys know what side of the fence i'm on but i like uh, sure, i sure. liked the kevin character oh, i thought well, he, his timing was good <laughs> and i liked that he was sure. a little bit more um it, it seemed like i mean it seemed like a pretty clean tv show yeah you know where i'm kind mm-hmm. of used to a lot of the humor i like i would probably want to watch something with a lot more Fuck this! Oh, fuck this that, is do- totally and stuff like yeah. This is more network night. Yeah, yeah, so it was. Yeah, it and I. But with that said, I mean, I was a big Seinfeld fan. Yeah, but you know that was another era, and I felt like it was easier for me 
to connect to those characters more quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I think on a different Another episode, great show, too. I mean, that's oh, a fantastic show. One of show. my favorites of all time. Uh, if I can make a quick local reference, I would say that almost oh, oh, oh. every character on The Office was basically like Landry Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. You know? Agreed. Landry Miller, who was supposed <laughs> to be guest of the show, like, 10 episodes ago. Yeah. He still has not been on. Yeah. So we'll I, get him on I, soon. I, I know. We love you, Landry. We, every, he, every and Andrew, you're welcome, you're welcome to come on for that rebuttal. If yeah. You like. You've been challenged. The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like people's reactions to these characters are the ones I've gotten from people about Landry where they're like, oh, about this dude. Is he, he's not that likable. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's He'd agree similar, with that. Yeah. He'd agree no, with he that. would. He would. would. That's okay. But but yeah, and I think this was such a good episode because you did see just a lot of the characters just – there was a lot of office minutia. You know, I love that little thermostat third plot. Yeah. Just because it's a nice little addition that just reminds us that we're in an office. We're in a shared space where the personalities of different people are coming out. You know. Oh yeah. It was, yeah. It was an int- It really was. It was one of the more interesting episodes in terms of structure. It was because it kind of had a couple. Yeah. I and I loved the subplot with the air conditioner, just yeah. giving a platform to the more minor characters. And yeah. Just giving them little, little moments for Oscar and yeah. Kevin to shine. Great little moment for Oscar. Great the, moment. Yeah. The Dwight or Dwight, excuse me, the Angela sneaking away to see Dwight. Yeah. Which you know, I kind of. Uh, I must admit. Before I watched this, I, I never caught that little glimpse of her in the crowd taking the camcorder. Taking the camcorder. Yeah. Like, I just never, after she says, you know, I'm feeling under the weather, I got to go. I kind of didn't. She's only got the three scenes because she, she congratulates him. She sneaks yeah. out and she's there filming. Yeah, I will congratulate you, what, Dwight, in the most, you know, in her awkward little way, little robotic way. Yeah. And like nothing's going on. I'm just congratulating, you know, wishing good luck to my co Yeah, nothing's happening Nothing's here, happening yeah. at all, which is why you see Jenna Fisher, Pam, that little look to the camera like, come on, because she yeah. knows what's going on. <laughs> but that's the, the Dwight and Angela story is told in brief moments, in, in, yes. in few fleeting brief moments over the course of nine seasons. I mean, that's the thing, too, is mm-hmm. that wasn't the focal point. That was like side characters that they eventually had become a thing towards the end yeah it was but and th- a nice little moment with dwight's bobblehead yeah which he just received in the last episode from angela yeah it was his greatest present of all time he loved it just kind of meditating right into it for answers i don't know what he was really digging for there just <laughs> staring into something trying to look like he's deep in thought like deep. any weird kid i knew how am i gonna do this like myself that was yeah. the weird thing i i wanted to mention about dwight and him freaking out about having to do a, a speech in front of people, like, or, you know, at the yeah. convention. He, uh, it, it seemed like, uh, definitely early Dwight, but he's such a commanding presence with, throughout the whole series. It's sort of like, why would you, I don't know, why, why would you be hyperventilating? Crowds and are tough. They are, and I, I, I hate public speaking. I'm not very good at it, but I, I, <coughs> I, can, I can get away with it. Yeah. But, um, well, I thought there was a lot to identify with in terms of the reaction to dealing with crowds, having moments where you didn't know what to say, like, mm-hmm. uh, understanding that panic. Yeah. Like, as a, as a comedian, I felt there was lots of little moments there that connected with me. Nothing that I would, no, no choices that I would make the same, but the understanding, like, <laughs> walking into a room and it's way more bigger than you thought it was going to be, you know? That like, would be a nice shit your pants moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they did the shot of the crowd quiet yeah. during Steve Carell. Because I, I could personally, you know, I've been there. Yeah. You know, where it's like, <laughs> like oh, man, he's having a rough set. Yeah. You know, that was right. kind of a moment for comics. I'll save I, him. <laughs> I, I did want to throw in, uh, you guys talking about, Dwight, you know, obviously Steve Carell has the most star power on the yeah. show, or he's the biggest name, or whatever. He's yeah. the top yeah. Yeah, top yeah. dog. But when you see Dwight's look, he almost has he's more interesting looking, or almost steals the attention, or looks yeah. like he could be the more interesting or most interesting character on it. Just when you see him, you're like, oh, that's definitely a character you're going to remember oh yeah oh yeah yeah. just his look and the way he carries himself and you know and he's unabashed to play that character and it's great if you ever have a chance there's a great youtube uh video of um actors auditioning to be in the office and they show all the different actors auditioning to be dwight and nobody nobody does it like rain wilson ended up doing it um i think 
oh god seth um what's his, logan rogan seth, seth rogan like seth rogan's one of them who and you know does his own little thing and it just you just realize how what rain wilson brought to that character and how he made him more interesting just his mannerisms and the way he speaks and it's really it's really interesting and you know a lot of the guys who did who auditioned for jim kind of kind of got close to what john krasinski did but it was nowhere near like what dwight so it's just sort of funny yeah you're right he 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 has a magnetism i don't know something that just really resonates yeah and will continue to be that for the rest of the series yeah and uh yeah yeah i could, I could imagine them recasting the jim character but it, or i could imagine it being successful with another dude in place of him yeah. but i can't imagine dwight as someone else yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I think it's a fair point. I think even Harden fans would say, of course, they could never replace those characters to them. But the the performance that Rain Wilson gives is so much more unique and iconoclastic than anything that that John Krasinski or Jenna Fisher brought to those roles. The yeah. same with uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan's yeah. character. Right, uh, same with right. same even with Steve. I mean, he yeah. was Rain really just set a whole new level yeah, for did. like how he he brought something to life. Yeah, that is no one and yet everyone at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Pam, Pam is a good TV actress, obviously. But yeah, I mean, super. I, I, a lot of women, a lot of other people could have played that role. And yeah. I think, and I think, I will say that you know, they they picked the right people for those other roles. They yeah. were definitely better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't see anybody in that edge tape who was better than John Krasinski. I thought he was the best. You know, he should have been. He they yeah. picked him. They picked the right guy. But yeah, I think. But it's in terms of yeah, just um, how much better. Yeah, Rain Wilson was just that much better. And it was like, God, if you don't get that guy, that's just a crime. Have you seen The British Office at all? No. That's another one worth yeah. checking out, too. The The character, uh, his name escapes me, that, but that plays the Rain Wilson role, the Dwight role in that office. Yeah. Is another completely unique performance. Yeah. A, a young British guy. He's, he's fabulous. Gareth, yeah. yeah. He's a really fabulous. So also worth checking out. Yeah, and it's funny. Like, um, it's just, it's a complete, it feels like a completely different show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the long run. I don't know. It's, um, if you ever, yeah, if you ever get a good, on a good run and you really like the show, then the, the British one's definitely worth checking out. What, uh, what, do, what do you watch lately when you watch TV? Got a recommendation for our audience? Yeah. The only show, well, no, that's not true. I've watched one or two shows. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's got Louis Anderson and drag. Oh, Oh, it, it was like an FX show. I recently cool. watched it on the laptop. No, nice. I can't, for some reason, the I didn't know he ever did right anything. Now. Baskets, Drag. baskets, yeah. That's okay, what, yeah. Look at it. Pull it up I'm looking at quick. pictures of it now. Yeah, I watched about yeah. five or six episodes of that. He's a pretty girl. It's, it's <laughs> funny. She's not I mean, like really like Louis like, Anderson. He's an old lady. And look up the cast Sweet because he's actually not the main. Uh, I don't think he's he he wasn't set. I didn't. I don't think they thought that he was going to be the main draw. Of the show as an assumption i totally understand it's uh i can't remember the you, uh, we also got see. zach galifianakis zach, is in yeah, it. yeah so i Whoa. think kelly i think they oh. when they uh came out with it i think they thought it was going to be a zach galifianakis, zach galifianakis plays but twin louis, brothers but louis anderson just oh. kind of steals steals the show as from under expect. him because he's got so much talent i mean he's, he's got his background in stand-up and his, yeah, his sure. facial expressions and he's just it's a perfect role for someone you, like when him. you see yeah, him on really. screen you just want to keep seeing him on screen and it's one of those things where it's sort of like homer took over the simpsons when it was originally a bart show right yeah in the yeah, same yeah. way he took that show from zach cool that's fun that's cool that's funny the way that works sometimes where do you watch it on uh, just said? on a laptop yeah i think it's uh, either netflix or hulu or whatever cool. whatever one Excellent. has more show tv shows on it i can't Probably remember hulu. Probably i don't know hulu. but yeah either way you have hulu now don't you i do yeah. got, got, got it for 30 rock man Woo. i just follow tina Fey wherever she goes That's what I do. <laughs> oh do you see the well there's an snl recently with tina Fey. i, I saw i gotta download did, it did you, i gotta yeah, watch it gotta watch that too All right. in yeah. fact we're gonna give you guys a chance to remember what you need to download while we take a quick break for a word from our sponsors i'd probably go to nepal where would you guys go if you left for a trip well, yeah. go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Well, I am. Um, I don't know if I've said this publicly on the podcast, but I am from Australia. I was born there. Yeah. And I haven't. And I have family there, so um, I think I feel inclined to go back because it's been like over twenty years since I went. Go to Australia. I mean, like Jim, I will go to Australia. And you might I, run into Dwight. I on his way to Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Doom. I would have places to stay because it's expensive as hell to go there anyway. So, other than that, though. I'd go to Iceland. 
Nice. Reykjavik. Okay. I'd really like to go there. Maybe run into Bjork. Bjork or Sigurás. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> what about you? I can't remember how to pronounce it. I, I was actually trying to buy some time when I kicked it back over to you. Mm. Um, it's all it's, good. Is it Borneo or Borneo? Or Borneo. I think Borneo. 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 Yeah, okay. Borneo. It's at it's the Philippines. So they've got like a lot of, think, from what I understand, there's like apes out there and like, or gorillas or whatever. Yeah. That's, but that's what I'm into. Like, I want to see the jungle. Yeah. I'm into like cool. jungles, big animals. I want to see like the kind of stuff that like they might have one of at the zoo that's asleep, but I want to see them like, see them, see them. Do them in their, in their in the environment. Yeah. In I want to be behind the cage. You know, yeah. uh, uh, a coworker of mine just went to South Africa recently and she had a, an excellent time and went on like a, kind of a safari um, said it was life changing and really cool. So I don't know that that might be a that could be a possibility. I don't know as far as being in the jungle. Yeah, so I want to leave the country. The, I've taken two vacations recently within America. I went to New Orleans and I went to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah, nice. they're both awesome. But I'm ready to leave the country anytime. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to get a passport. I think that's just something that you, you should have so that that kind of travel can become yeah. a possibility. I updated my passport, so nice. I need to use it at some point. Yeah. I think maybe maybe for my 40th, I'll get out of the country for a while. It's a good idea. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. But Jim, uh, and we know we know spoilers. He doesn't. Jim doesn't ever actually go anywhere. He does not go anywhere. Nope, never. Well, I guess and he eventually will move to Scranton. But to Stanford. Stanford. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So does he, he goes to the wedding. No. No. He, the wedding never happens. The wedding never happens. Oh, okay. And he, um, there's another branch, another Dunder Mifflin branch in Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. Stamford, Connecticut. Connecticut. Anyway. Um, and he, he ends up going there at like a sort of a, that's the kind of, it's coming up to the next season. He kind of just takes off. Yeah. Oh, he gets a promotion. No, he gets a promotion. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, he got a promotion. And he yeah. got a promotion. That's the way he explains it away. Yeah. And as the, and I think they asked the writer. So the writer of the episode is is, is Toby, um, was the sad looking bald guy who went to Amsterdam. He was in the. That's the guy. Who Love that. The the, that's not a toast Ta- to, Am- to Amsterdam. <laughs> Amsterdam. He wrote the episode. Such a weird scene. <laughs> scene the way that Michael's dealing with like Toastmasters activity, but like not. Pam, you're toasting. You're 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 uh, public, public interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved Kevin's line there about the go to somewhere where hedonism, hedonism, hedonism. yeah, <laughs> because that was it was finally creeping into the territory that I'm interested. In. <laughs> the, cre- the creepy, the creepiness. Was, yeah, I mean, like, I, cause yeah. everything bed, was naked. so safe and you know wacky, but it's so very. Everything seems so very. This was too much of a network sitcom for you. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Is, is that bad? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. And I, I wouldn't say that. Um, I'm trying to think like how it, how I mean it can. But get, you're right. It, it can, does not. It, no. it, it can get raunchy. It doesn't but... get raunchy. Where does it get raunchy? <laughs> You're right. It is, is it, raunchy. Is it the one where they all vomit in the cold open? Uh, I mean, Ma- open? Meredith's kind of raunchy. Yeah, she's a little drunk and <laughs> she, raunchy. She, she wasn't in this episode at all. We didn't see hardly at all. Uh, at she all. was around. I think she was. She was in the periphery. Okay. So that's the thing. Some of the, a lot of the side characters are all. They yeah. just don't do anything. I was glad we got a Creed episode today. Yeah, uh, moments he gets pushed up. down by Dwight at the at the beginning. Yeah, he yeah, took a great ball. bump. Took yeah. a great bump. That that yeah. whole opening scene is terrific. It's, it's ridiculous. The way that Michael. You see Dwight kill the fun, and Michael even like sighs and yeah. like, like he understands what's happening, and then he immediately throws the ball to Pam just to get it going again. Yeah, and it showcases uh, uh, Dwight Schrute's. They'll always catch him at his grossest, kind of with him all sweaty. Oh and yeah, making faces in the camera. Face. Ah, you know, he's uh, <laughs> only he could do that like that. Oh, well, that goes back to like what we were talking about with him as a character. He's willing to do whatever it took to bring that to life. You Pretty know? much, he didn't mind looking disgusting to make. Yeah, he's always quite eat- real. He's always eating things and looking gross. In or his underwear. Love it. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 creepy and wrong. Yeah, area. I think I think for me, why I had trouble connecting with it was that they were trying to build several storylines within only they really only had 20 minutes and oh, they're yeah. kind of working mm-hmm. on this one about the speech mm-hmm. they're kind of working on this other one and mm-hmm. then they're still making asides or having scenes that don't advance either of them with it when they just have a limited time where it's like yeah. if they had spent the whole 20 minutes building just the speech i think they could have got me right on it but, yeah they have a lot of well, different go ahead they really this is an episode i think where you it, it benefits to have 
watch the whole season. Yeah, this is a tough one, I think, to come in Because this is cold. One, all the stuff about Jim and Pam is really just like you – it's almost like the side story to the larger story that didn't happen in this episode. Yeah. Because it's everything we've been building up to with how those two characters feel about each other. And, 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 and ultimately – What's happened with the wedding development in the last few episodes. And how Jim just takes the, the, the method of, of running away and telling Pam straight to her face like, and I'm not going to be at your wedding. Yeah, and yeah, because that's really the 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 crux of that plot line was which, when he has the moment with her and says June eighth is when he'll be right leaving for Mortar, Australia, Australia, Australia. Mortar. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's you know I would think coming in cold and seeing him kind of just do that to Pam that, that wouldn't endear me to him exactly. at all. Like yeah. why do you got to be that way? Like he's one of, like Pam said he's one of your closest friends, one yeah. of her closest friends, and he's not going to be at the wedding. And the thing now, that's this. This could be somebody's first office episode. Yeah, and mm. in, in general, people that fixate on one person like that is like, if you really stop and think about how many people there are just in whatever city you're in mm-hmm. or whatever state you're in or the world and stuff, it's like, let that one person go. There's let no way be to happy. Make that. Right. You know yeah, why? Right. Why? You know, especially in just a little environment like that. Like, you know, the offices I've been that I've worked in before, if there was a dude that was just like obsessed with the receptionist, I'd be like, you're it's fucking lame. You know, I, I don't know. It's just me. You're wasting your time. It's it's fine if they're two, you know, both single or whatever. And it's, you know, whatever happens happens. But you know, there's another dude here that I'm kind of feeling for more. I'm more sympathetic to whoever the other dude is that doesn't even know there's a creepy guy at her office. Yeah, sure. Sure. Exactly. And, and rightfully so. And, 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 I would say that you not knowing Roy's character or every like her, her oh, yeah, fiance because Roy's not in this at all. Roy's like, not in this character in this scene. Yeah, in this, in this he's episode, a, he's and, a peach, and he's kind of yeah, he's definitely not a sympathetic character either. No. So that sort of helps. That definitely helps. Yeah, definitely helps the audience to give Jim, Jim a more. Uh, it gives you more sympathetic bent. Mm-hmm. I would say in the end, but in this, you know. But the fact remains, though, yeah, he has been crushing on for this girl for about four years. He's worked with. I, I agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. I mean, if it yeah. if it had been revealed to me in the episode that yeah. you know he was abusive towards her or something like that, it changes it. But all I see, right, is all this you see, dude, is this guy. yeah, it's right. like she's getting Creeping married. Exactly. Whining. You just see the surface. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. And that's another. Re- yeah. That's why. I... That's like another one that we saw tonight was a little bit of Kelly and Ryan. We we saw the moments yeah. in the in the wedding planning. Yeah. Where Kelly and, asked. Ryan, how do you feel about marriage? He says, right. I don't think I'll ever get married. And she yeah. gets awkward and leaves. And and to preface this, in last week's episode, um, they she, hooked up they on hooked February thirteenth. And he was all didn't wasn't didn't want it, and she was all super excited about the future. Right. So. And he was just drunk at the time and just getting on the girl. Like yeah. um, really another very unsympathetic male character. Yeah, on very, this very, show. Yeah, very and becoming more unsympathetic as Time goes on. Just with the, his his little moments, one you know, kind of being a dick to Kelly in, in essence, and then in the other instance, mocking Jim for you know knowing. Oh yeah, ha, you know, send me a postcard. Yeah, you know, kind of a flippant. You know, I think he's gonna have a, f- a fun trip in Philadelphia. He's, you know, eats the same lunch every day, and, and, and that's well, kind of laying the seeds for his, how he sort of has a, a antagonistic character absolutely yeah one thing we didn't touch on yet is there was very limited screen time in this episode for any female characters Mm. and you know even you Mm -hmm. know seinfeld really didn't take off in any real way until the elaine character had a prominent place in the show that's interesting that's interesting how you can contrast that because yeah they um each episode is sort of its own little universe and not universe but like as far as screen time goes it could go anyway yeah and like we're in seinfeld like yeah they always try to get everybody's screen time like every each each character story and and that worked brilliantly and then this so in this show it's like i guess with with the more more of the characters maybe there's just maybe just the character volume um they could, get, could just kind of go just depending on what the story was it could go anyway yeah there could be very limited female screen time like you said Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and I love both shows equally. And I don't know how it goes for the entire span of all the seasons, like how much screen time they give. Well, it's funny. There women. is a sorry. There's a there's a there's a whole episode called Female Appreciation, and Michael takes all of the most of the female characters to the mall, trying to be his idea of appeasing what they would want. What they would want is to take them shopping, shopping, and take them to Victoria's Secret. <laughs> 
and very very cringeworthy episode. Very cringeworthy, uh, unnecessary, but in his way, you know. So that was kind of a uh, that that's, that's funny. Yeah. What, that was what year true. did this come out? This one's out. Oh. Uh, this show, show debuted in two thousand four. This episode yeah. is two thousand five. Yeah. So yeah. this, uh, in fact, here I'll pull up the wiki. I think it might be 06, like early 06. And I feel weird having brought up Seinfeld so many times, but I didn't watch right, a whole March lot 2nd. of other yeah. ep- a whole lot of other TV shows that I can reference. Well, I mean, well, it's one of the you know, it's a cornerstone sitcom, one of my favorites of all time. <coughs> and um, I yeah, just, I just noticed actually, I, I think I'm gonna, I might get the whole series on a very reduced number of, uh, price on DVDs. I might have to buy that one too. <laughs> The uh, this one too, I I really love the the, the use of that's what she she said early. In the oh episode. yeah, that's that's one of my favorites actually. Is one of the most awkward and it totally most, doesn't connect. It doesn't connect at all, even though that's what Michael says in the, at the end. He sees uh, Dwight eating the grapes. Yeah, it's, like some like something straight out of Samson or, or something out of yeah, I don't like know. Samson and Delilah or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah or some some biblical Cleopatra. Maybe. Yeah, Cleopatra and like I don't you know that's what she said. I don't get it. It's just grapes, <laughs> seductive. <laughs> And, and another thing about, you know, I kind of feel weird about critiquing it in part because, you know, if it is from what, this is from 2005 or six or something, yeah. you, said, mm-hmm. it, you know, comedy does, you know, stuff does kind of age. And a lot of times you could have something that's really the best thing going the year it came out and yeah. then someone watches it over a decade later and it's like, oh, this isn't that good. It's yeah. like, man, you should have been there at the time. Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you should have seen it when it when it dropped. You know, because there's music's like that too. There's a lot of albums that were just like blew everyone's mind when it came out. And if I played it for oh, someone sure. now, they're oh, like, yeah. eh. But I'm like, dude, if you had been there, like this sounded insane. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in a good way. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, there's always a kind of an argument whether or not they could make The Office today. Yeah. And and what the jokes that they couldn't really get away with these days. Could the characters have gotten the away with their got... viewpoints? Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, you're totally right about you know how the just being there in the moment and and hearing the music in the moment and the, and the time it was released that's it's definitely a different experience yeah i also liked uh in the scene where where michael is you know poorly teaching dwight how to give a speech yeah and he they go outside to give their speeches and michael does the one about the the bonuses? Yeah, it's not about what you say; it's about having the people in the moment. As a, as a performer too, there's something that really charms me about that scene and the way that they get up there and just try to ad lib. Because you and I have both gotten up there without any material and just sort of riffed, you yeah. know, and been there and 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 the things you say, where you pull from. It was just so interesting to see where <laughs> they pulled from, where the writers had them pull from. You know, right? I uh, I thought that made for uh, it said a lot about the characters, the way that they approached uh, nerves and uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. It was a, it, I don't know. I think that's what what I really get uh, out of this sh- this show sometimes is how much. If if it's not even something that I would do, how much I understand the motivation, you know, the the motivation of the character seems to make its own kind of sense. So it does. So Michael is the people he wants to be a people pleaser. Yeah, and that's why he gives everybody the fictitious thousand dollar bonuses. Exactly. Even in essence, is that he's lying straight to their face, just because and... he wants to say something with a reward, and he thinks because he knows it's a joke. Or, or he knows it's not real, that right. he's just trying to sound inspiring, that everyone in the office will too. Uh-huh. And that it's okay when they don't realize it to just be like, well, it was. That's it. You right. Know? And, you Dwight, known. and Dwight in char- stays in character and, and talks about uh, a, a car accident that didn't happen that was gruesome and, cur- and killed Brad Pitt. Poor Brad Pitt. He would never act again. N- never act again. He lived, again. but he Maybe would he never lived. act again. Oh, that's yeah. right. I'm sorry. Brad, you're still alive. Yeah. He will never act again. I love you, Brad. <laughs> that's one of my so favorite, my favorite little lines. I will say, just little moments. <laughs> this, yeah, and then Kelly's like, and then you know, news at the time was the whole Brangelina crap that was going on. Sure. And 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 Kelly will oh, miss. Good. You know, this is karma for what he did to Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. And you know, definitely of its time. I think they they did do a good job though of not making it. Fully like wow, this is so dated. Like they weren't constantly referencing yeah. stuff that's in the news and no. you know stuff that would trap it in two thousand five. Yeah. No, I think the basic ideas uh, of the just characters and the settings, and I think there's a st- stuff a, that could resonate with people. Oh yeah, there's a timelessness to yeah. yeah annoying office behavior and and inappropriate office behavior, and that 
the, probably another reason why it endures for a lot of people today. Because it was based, I mean, people still love Office Space, the movie. Yeah, sure. And yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good point. You know, and, and, and this show was definitely, a, I think they talked about it in the development, it was it directly came from that. Yeah. Uh, I think when they were doing it. I don't know if that had anything to do with the British version, but I think it did have definitely had something to do with the American version. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's always, there's certain things that'll still resonate i think for years and years and yeah i wonder if i if i was still working in an office right now if i would have connected to it even more i'm kind of i haven't actually worked in an office in a few years now and i do feel kind of removed from it where it was kind of weird for me to watch an office environment right again i I was weird somebody was talking about um how they didn't like to watch the show a lot because it reminded them too much of their own life and being in sure. an office. I could they, see that. They didn't want to, and I never really, I yeah. never looked at it that way. I, I had the complete opposite, but I just thought it was funny and it resonated with me more. I remember my brother telling me before I ever saw Office Space, he's like, once you work in an office, you really love this movie even more. Yeah. And he was right, kind of, in yeah. a way. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting how that could go either way for certain people. Agreed. I don't know. Brian, any final thoughts on the episode? It's it's a it's a good episode. It's you know I. It's definitely an interesting episode. It's it, an interesting episode. It is a consequential episode. I think the whole Dwight speech thing is kind of it's sort of that's inconsequential. I think yeah, uh, really. It just kind of, it furthers. I think one thing we didn't one thing to mention is that Mike. It, it just further illustrates Michael's inability to actually be what he thinks he is. Yeah. And, and he can't inspire, he can't really inspire and he's not as funny as he thinks he is. And, but it, the whole thing, that and, whole thing kind of fell flat a little bit. Um, and he was salesman me. of the month twice, two months in a row or for two, two years months. in a row. Two yeah. So he, he got a plaque and a certificate. He is a character of merit and value, but he can't even seem to recognize where his own value comes from. No. Cause to see what he went up there with and what he tried to say as compared to what he clearly would have had to have said was such a mismatch. He doesn't no, even understand himself. No. He just overestimates the importance of this speech because he's an entertainer and thinks salesmen need to be entertained. And, and he likes to talk about he being likes to t- exa- I mean, you know, times when the attention's on him. Right. And I, I don't know. You know, the whole... I don't know. A lot of it kind of felt... Well, not a lot of it. I'd say a decent amount fell flat. But I really love the, the little... The little contributions from the side characters yeah or the mi- more minor characters and and, and yeah. um you know the jim and pam thing is it holds my attention just enough and is you know w- does matter for later episodes even though we won't go to australia it showed their willingness but to paint him as a lame character too. lame character and her willingness to not blow up at him she just kind of acquiesces when when she you know he tells her and she's like oh that's too bad yeah, just kind of. It's kind of a sad little moment between them, and I don't know. But it sort of it does illustrate her, like you know, she. I mean, obviously she cares about this guy. We've seen other instances where we know that that's we we know that she likes him too. <coughs> and I don't know, you know, good episode. Definitely compared to the other ones, though, it's 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 a small tree amongst bigger trees. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would say uh, my kind of final thoughts on her. You know, the people. They've had the final word on the office. The office is a, a success. It connects to a ton of people. Yeah. You know, nobody can really be like, oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. In the same way, you can't say that about, you know, the Beatles and a lot of other oh, stuff. Oh, sure. It's obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So even if I personally, off of one episode, didn't really connect to the show. Not where you'd I, start. I, no. I think if I watched a lot more, you know, who knows. But even then, I couldn't pan it. You know, yeah. it'd be preposterous. You know, it's obviously what they did worked. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like if, you know, if a comic has a really good set, you know, you can't sit there and say it was bullshit if all the laughs were there. You know, yeah. it's, it is. Yeah. You, you know, some mer- some but this was definitely it. not the one that's going to get you on board. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. what they did, you know, they had the right formula. They had the right characters. You know, they had the characters. They had the actors to, to pull it off. They, they, did, they did enough right. They did a lot right. They mm-hmm. definitely made an episode of a television show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know clearly that twenty-two sh- minutes. That much for sh- we know for sure on video. They got that. <laughs> yeah, but no, and I think I think I think it's a really good point. And it's good to see it from your angle too, because it's not the episode that makes them endearing. Jim's not made to be endearing here. No, Pam's 
no. uh, nothing specific. You know, I, if anything, we we we're, we're endeared to Dwight only because of what he goes through the whole episode. Right. And there is the victory of the the Mussolini speech working for and him. He was endeared to Kevin. You know, yeah, yeah, Kevin that, was great. Know, yeah, who always sets the uh, the thermostat to sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, those are fun. So uh, fun. yeah, all right. Well, cool. I uh, I got to echo you both, man. Tough. Yeah. There's yeah. good. There's bad. It's uh, there's it's an interesting episode. Uh, you know, good. Good to interesting talk about the amount of uh, screen time that that the women in the cast are getting and. Mm. I, I could see where there's probably an increase. We definitely see more Phyllis as time goes on. Angela gets more well-rounded. Oh, Pam yeah. grows. but Kelly but grows. Like, yeah. With John Krasinski, Rain Wilson, Steve Carell, I have no doubt in my mind that the the male screen time will dominate. You yeah. Know, it's well, I mean... With, not great to know, but it's there. With all the... I mean, there's one main female character. Je- uh, Jenna Fisher, yeah. Yeah, really. Like, when they when they do the credits, so... Yeah, you so. know. But man, uh, well, cool. Well, times. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Come yeah, back we... in season three and watch a random one if you haven't caught up on any on your own. All right. All right. Cool. Very cool. I'll do it. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, guys, we will be back next week with the next episode because next week, Kookamonga. The best part of my birthday was like when I got home from the bar <laughs> super late, like closing time. And then I just had a, another slice of my birthday cake in the dark on the couch. Fuck before yeah. going to bed. It just felt so indulgent and like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? That's what birthdays are about, I think. Yeah, seriously, that's what, man. That's what birthdays are made of. You just got to show yourself that you don't care. Like, I was like, physically, I was like, I am, I don't care. You don't. 